Thank you for choosing this episode of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. If you like anything you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on all of our social medias at lunchpillguys underscore on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Hello, and welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Lunch Pill Guys podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt, and I'm joined with Lucas, Jared, and Bart. No Aiden this week. He is load managing. Today, we're going to be talking about some booth announcements and, or booth pairings that we'd like to see and Russell Wilson's on-brand persona, or at least his very um, aware perception of his brand. Right now, there is a lot of movement in the booths. Tom Brady is a guy who we've seen or we saw the deal that came out of him possibly joining the booth after he retires, maybe in 10 years. Uh, there are rumors that Jack <laughs> Collinsworth and Jason Garrett will be calling Notre Dame games next season. Amazon shelled out some money for Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will headline Monday Night Football. And eventually, like I said, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, maybe. Jared, what should we make of these new booth pairings? Yeah, it's the wild. It's the wild west right now. It's like nil, probably, probably according mm-hmm. to uh, you know what the college coaches see. I do want to talk about the Notre Dame pairing really quickly. I, I'm in favor of it. I think it's a good pairing. What Lucas doesn't. Jack Collinsworth is pretty good. I I list, I watched a couple of his broadcastings on USFL, and I like his voice. I like the way he calls the game. Jason Garrett, I didn't hear him, but he's a former NFL head coach of the of our beloved Cowboys. So you know, <laughs> hour. Make of that what you would <laughs> make Hour of that what you will. a lot of weight there. I don't know if it's yeah, it Dallas is. It is. is uh... But I think a former head coach is always a good choice to get some insight into the game. I want to stop there first before I get into the rest of it. Lucas, you don't like this pairing. I saw you thumb. No, you I don't. I think I don't like. I don't think Jack Collinsworth is very good. You I don't think... like him? No, I don't. I yeah, I mean, at this good. point, it's just like it's just like a matter of preference. But I think he's got <laughs> yeah, a I nice know. voice. I like Chris Collinsworth's <laughs> voice too, so that's why I think I like Jack. But. He's another name grad. Come on. Seem like he's like, well, yeah, because he was part of the nepotism pregame show this year with him and Corey Robinson. Well, doing like the the NBC pregame show. You use your network. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I I've thought he just is like, he doesn't seem comfortable doing it yet. And maybe that's something he'll grow into. But I just didn't think he was like great at it this year. So, Fair and enough. Jason Garrett, I I just don't have high expectations for at all. Okay, like, but like we don't need I'll, I'll which sure I understand why you wouldn't have high expectations, but we don't need a star. I want somebody that's going to give me insight into the game and is going to have smart, you know, smart like insights. Jason Witten, I don't know. Like I feel like having experience in the game does not make you a good announcer. Having experience as a head coach is different than experience as a tight end, though. True, but I mean, it's a personal attack. I don't know. Jason, Jason Garrett doesn't seem to have like <laughs> crazy charisma to me to be like a great announcer. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I he, it, it's hard to judge before he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I know. I know. He got Jerry Jones to keep him on for like eight seasons or whatever. I think he's probably got some more. Was that blackmail? <laughs> I was gonna Who say yeah. blackmail. Who knows? But uh, to get into it, the main thing I wanted to talk here is is actually Amazon here. I'm really skeptical of the Thursday night football gamble in terms of how is it going to be better for a fan. Like I know they're going to provide all their analytics and stuff like on the side screens and all that stuff but like for the nfl like on the one hand it's the least watched night of football so if you're going to experiment with one night of football like thursday night is the one on the other hand though i feel like it's doomed to fail in terms of viewership 
They have a lot. Of, they've, they're bringing in a lot of legitimacy with Al Michaels, Kirk Street, Tony Gonzalez is going to be doing halftime analysis and like pre and post game. But like the matchups are not that exciting other than the very start. The very beginning of the year kind of has some, but then we get some stinkers such as the Panthers and Falcons, like things like that at the end of the year. And I think now there's more friction because then you did have as a previous NFL fan, because now you have to get cable um, to watch Monday night football. And then you have to have your Amazon prime subscription to get Thursday night football, high speed internet to watch it. Plus whatever broadcast broadcast stream you're going to get, which is probably through cable. I mean, do bars even typically show events that are on a streaming service? I couldn't even tell you. I've seen, I think I've seen one game that was on Peacock. One Notre Dame that was on Peacock at a bar, and that's it. When I was in Ireland um, at Notre Dame, they made me illegally stream a game through a bar because they couldn't get a legal stream. So that's two times that it's happened. Good thing to confess on a podcast. Um, (laughs) Long-term... They made me redacted. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The thing that worries me, though, is ultimately Amazon's revenue and the revenue of other big tech companies and streaming companies is way larger than the closest broadcaster at this moment which is Disney, who owns ESPN and ABC. If you compare their revenues, it's crazy. Amazon, $469 billion in 2021 was their revenue. Disney made $67 billion. It's a crazy difference. So at the end of the day, the league and owners are going to care more about who is willing to pay the most for exclusive rights. They don't really care about eyeballs that much because TV is their, their biggest revenue generator. So I don't think... I would wonder if they even care about who's watching that's going to be bad for the fans. And I, I, my last point, too, is that non-broadcast like mediums, I think, are better for things like eSports, for example, which have resided traditionally on like internet TV, over-the-top TVs, and stuff like that. And eSports, obviously, are going to have some cooperation from the game, the game maker, but the game is trying to sell... The video game p- publisher is trying to sell their video game, not the stream. They don't care about who's paying for exclusive rights. They would rather just get that game out to as many people so you buy Call of Duty. They don't care about how many people are tuning in. Or they don't care about who's paying exclusive rights for the stream necessarily. Where the NFL does care about that. So they don't care about viewership. And that's why I think it's going to be worse for the viewers long term. And I'm skeptical skeptical about the Amazon Thursday Night Football experiment. But Jared, does that make sense? Is the NFL responsible for the stream or is the streaming platform responsible for the stream? How do you mean? Like the NFL probably doesn't care who watches what because their money is already made through the the contracts. But should Amazon care about who watches? They they could care because I'm assuming they're still going to be. I, maybe they won't. They're still going to be doing advertising, and you need to have some sort of ratings in order to entice advertisers. Not right? to mention, if viewership is going down, then the contracts are worth less for future years. Exactly. And so, I mean, the thing is, is football, like the NFL is not selling the game of football, where a video game company, for example, using that is they're trying to sell a video game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't care about, the NFL cares about who's going to pay most for exclusive rights. I don't care how many people are watching, necessarily. And the owners don't, obviously, because they're trying to make money. Okay, so I understand what you're saying, but I'm still a little bit confused, so maybe I don't understand, because... You you said yourself that Amazon is doing a lot to bring in legitimacy, but you're still so like does that not in a, in and of itself warrant at least a little bit of like optimism for Thursday night games at least this season? It warrants. You, you some seem o- like you've already written them off. It warrants some optimism. I just think there's too much friction in terms of getting an NFL fan 
to watch. Now I have to have an Amazon Prime subscription. I have to have pretty good internet to be able to stream this thing now too. Yeah, but where you could broadcast twenty twenty two. Don't you think a lot of people already have that? I don't know. I mean, I we do. That. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one example. Checkmate. I mean, but like, like the most. Bart, do you have Amazon Prime? No. Okay. See. <laughs> checkmate i get it no but you can <laughs> but most, most people do you can, most you can do. set up an antenna or you and at least you know somebody who does yeah no i i mean that's fair i don't know i'm curious if the nfl ran any numbers on this or whether they literally yeah. were just like yeah amazon is giving us money who cares i feel yeah. like they probably did like they're i think amazon prime maybe probably has more viewership than you would expect mm, we'll see we will see I mean, the problem is there's is- a ton of people yeah, but Nielsen doesn't measure that sort of stuff too, so Amazon can kind of make up whatever numbers they want. Of course, you would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like people we, are, people as are far moving as I away. Know, we don't have a third anyway. party measuring it. Where you do with broadcast TV in Nielsen, people are going to move away from cable anyway. I mean, that's like the nature. There's not a lot of people have cable television. I mean, we watch our stuff through uh, YouTube TV and ESPN Plus. I don't have ESPN Plus, but you know that that's where people view stuff. But anyways, I think we're getting too far off of what the original topic is. Jared, out of out of some of these new pairings, do you have an idea of who you think might be the the favorite to listen to? The bet, like the best, uh, the best crew. Yeah, like Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreit, uh, Joe Buck, and Troy Aikman will be doing Monday Night Football now. There's still the Peyton and Eli thing. Okay, yeah, I didn't actually even count Peyton and Eli. I went with the main crews. I yeah, think NBC is really gonna. Crew, but- yeah. I think NBC is going to have the best coverage still because Mike Tirico is really good. I think he has a great voice. And Chris Love Collinsworth, it personally, is my favorite like color guy, my favorite like play-by-play analysis guy. So NBC is number one for me. Second is CBS with Jim Nance and Tony Romo. I think Romo, for me, has lost a little bit of his clairvoyance. Like He didn't have the most interesting insights just from my recollection of watching CBS coverage last year. Amazon, I love Al Michaels, and Kirk Herbstreit's pretty good. I don't know how he's going to call NFL games, but Kirk Herbstreit's pretty good at college, so I, I have high hopes about that one. Joe Buck and Troy Ickman don't do anything for me, so ESPN's fourth down there. And then Fox is Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson, probably, and I have never That's listened funny. to them. So You had the same exact list as me. Did you? Yeah. I, 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 a lot of, like, I've seen tweets throwing shade at Greg Olson specifically because he, he sometimes is just terrible. Like is he? not insightful at all, which is why I had them at five. Gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, it, it really is personal preference. One thing about announcers is I think that they're in the take business. At least we are in the take business. Morning talk shows are in the take business. And I think that people don't look at booth announcers as being in the take business. Because uh, most of the time, I think a lot of people associate like, oh, he's a former player. He has football experience with Tony Romo, who basically was like, this is the play they're going to run. And then they ran the play and everyone was blown away by that. I think after like, after a while, you know, you kind of like, okay, like give us something. I think like for Tom Brady, especially uh, for Jason Garrett, you got to be able to be like, that was a stupid play. And I feel like, or, <laughs> or say something at least along the lines where you have a take or you have an opinion on it. And you have to be able to criticize. Like I thought like Tom Brady has to be able to c- criticize his peers. If he were to ever be in the situation where he were to talk about, Aaron Rodgers or Jason Garrett. I know he's not calling the NFL games, but like if Jason Garrett is doing this to show how smart he is to possibly get another job down the road, maybe it's not going to be as interesting, but if he's trying to be a good booth announcer, then I think he can go for it. But you also have to be able to say like, 
that was a bad play by Marcus Freeman. Like that was a bad play call or this quarterback is doing wrong or whatever it might be. I don't know if you have to just Hmm. talk, be like, yeah, this is how to play football. I think that that can get very boring very quickly. Yeah. Uh, Jared, let's circle back to you. Which fictional pairing, somebody who has not been in the booth yet, which pairing would you like to see out of some fictional people and former players, former coaches, whatever? So I'm actually pretty, I think this one would be super fun. Steve Harvey as our play-by-play and Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> and Jim Harbaugh. That would be so fun to listen to. Dynamic duo. Very, really dynamic duo. I think I like, really like Jim Harbaugh and his, his uh, like interviews, just the way he speaks. He has a lot of intensity. I think he'd be really fun as a as the giving us insight in the game. My other one that's a little more traditional, uh, I guess you could say, would be Pat Sajak from Wheel of Fortune and Aaron Rodgers. I think Pat Sajak has just a really classic broadcasting voice, and Aaron Rodgers seems to want to be in like showbiz or something like that. You know what I mean? TV mm-hmm. in some respects, and I feel like that'd be like a really mostly safe, probably maybe Aaron Rodgers would say something off the wall, but. Mostly safe broadcasting duo, where I think Steve Harvey and Jim Harbaugh would be more fun, though, in my opinion. What do you think? You, you seemingly have no concerns about people who like, aren't in the football industry at all being... No, no, you can be the play-by-play. You can have a good voice. Seems, seems fundamentally incorrect to me to do that. Mm. But They I learn. Can I th- They'll learn quickly. Yeah. Can I throw in another celebrity I think would be fun? Just like random one? Who? Barack Obama. I think he would be yeah. fun, too. I think he has a great voice. He's he done like voice work before for things. He's a sports fan. He's a documentary. I know... he's, he's getting more, in, more into it. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's only he the follows sports already too. Yeah, right. I know. I like basketball is his big sport, but I know he follows the other ones that like. like it's yeah, you can make a basketball duo. Exactly. Or they do trios mostly, don't they? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Replace like whatever Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> on NBA. Obama. No, I'd be in favor of that. you replace Mark Jackson before you replace Van Gundy. No, no yeah, Van Gundy, all Van Gundy, Gundy does is basketball. just sit there and complain. Yeah, he hates the game. <laughs> yeah, there's they hate there's nothing he, he likes. The truth. He is there by obligation. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, At least it seems like it. All right, I'm going to toss out a fun one. Matthew right. McConaughey. <laughs> yes. And Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought about Lynch as well. Matthew McConaughey yeah. would be the play-by-play, and Marshawn Lynch would be your color commentator. I thought about I Lynch, like but he wasn't that interesting when he was on the Peyton and Eli um, broadcast for me. He, he's, just, he's just a wild card. He is a wild card. You, you wait to see what he's going to say next. <clears throat> Jared, if not him, Chad Ochocinco or Brandon Marshall. Okay, I would like those. I, take I like Brandon Marshall. Or mm-hmm. T.O. You could do T.O. as well. Oh, T.O. T.O. would be fun, too. Yeah, those are all three of those. Wide receivers only. Mm-hmm. Bart, what'd you have? I had, I think I had exclusively players. Yeah. Richard Sherman, who I know is like kind of a cheat because he's been in talks with Amazon recently. I think he would be excellent. Oh, no, that's fine. Also, as a podcast, uh, but yeah. Cam Jordan is somebody that a lot of people say would make an excellent announcer. And I agree. I watched some of his like interview videos and he's funny. Um, and then the Kelsey brothers are also an excellent example. You remember, I think, wait, which one is which? Jason Kelsey's the lineman who had. The fun, like the really energetic Super Bowl uh, parade speech, right? Mm-hmm. Based off of that alone, he'd be a fun personality. I didn't even think about, well, I guess I did think about non-players, but again, I don't think that I would like the idea of a random celebrity being a play-by-play. It just feels weird to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Steve Harvey knows 
at least a little bit about football. Matthew McConaughey is a is a Texas he's fan. A big Texas fan. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a huge Texas guy. He's involved with the game. He's huge for the culture. That right after he becomes governor of Texas, eventually he can call NFL. How games. about how about all three of the Migos <laughs> <laughs> and the three Watt brothers? A six man booth. <laughs> Chaos. I like it. That's really funny. Everyone's just talking over each other. No, Amigos, they would have like the little background voices uh, yeah, and stuff. The, like <laughs> when they the said libs. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I don't want to hear is Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, a tweet we went out about Russell Wilson filming his hype videos uh, for the Denver Broncos, specifically his stupid catchphrase that he's coining the let's ride. And he was, he, he did the videos in a way that were extremely. S- Attempting to be suave and nonchalant <laughs> in, a, in a way that he talks about all that he talks all the time. Whenever he does a video that he posts, he's like, oh, Instagram, what's up? Twitter, what's up? Mm-hmm. He does it in a way that is like, I'm the cool guy. Like, I'm like, I'm just a cool guy doing cool guy things. <laughs> and this video is the ice on the cake for me because I think Russell Wilson is incredibly brand focused. I think that he thinks of himself as like. Now that he's a big shot quarterback, he's no longer like the like the choir boy that he was before, but he still wants to hold on to that. So he's stuck in this weird like in between where he's like, you know, I make you know two hundred million dollars and I'm married to Ciara and I'm I'm the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, but I'm also still this really good guy and I'm but I'm a cool really good guy. And he sticks with his in between, and I think that he is way too brand focused to the point now where I cannot just listen to anything that Russell Wilson does. I, I, <laughs> I can't root for him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. And if he were on this podcast, I would treat him with respect. But as far as like a personality that I can vibe with, your quarterback has to be cool enough to hang out with one-on-one. Like no, they don't. Yes, they do. They if need to win football no, games. I don't, care are, what, I don't care how cool they are. You have Justin to be Herbert cool. is not cool. Andrew Luck was not cool, but he was a really good quarterback. Andrew Andrew yeah, but he is pretty cool. But he is cool. But he's not... But he's not fake about it. I, I, the thing is, is that maybe you don't have to be cool, but you have to be yourself. And I don't feel like Russell Wilson is being himself when he does these really cool Let's Ride videos. Super manufactured, super just like from like a brand focus. I am not with the vibe that Russell Wilson's given out to me right now. <laughs> Dude, okay, the Broncos well, that did him video... no favors. Sorry, oh, is this what you were going to no. say? Go, no, but, go ahead, Bart. I was just They did him no favors by showing the video with like five takes or whatever. Because it's mm-hmm. so cringe after the one, one of them <laughs> yeah. cut in like a you know in like a natural camera view would have been like fine, but they showed him doing it over and over in different like you know like you were saying like different voices to try to sound like different amounts of suave and cool. And <laughs> he did like, a good dude, job like, though. I don't, but it gets cringe after <laughs> no, you he see did it not. over and over. Yes, he did. He did a great job. He couldn't <sighs> just. There's nothing. You have to be brand focused when you're literally doing a hype video for the team you play for. No, You're but that's the way he talks focused. all the time. He always oh does God. that. He always okay. does that voice where he's like the the suave, like "Let's ride." We should <laughs> we should stop acting though, like the sports media fabric provides a welcoming environment for an athlete to have a personality. This is fake. Let's just be let's just be real about it. Mm-hmm. The sports media fabric is not welcoming to, to people that zig when everybody else zags or to I'm have a personality. NFL or every sport. Every sport. I'm talking about the entire sports media fabric. It's a fact of the matter that the more of a blank slate you are, the more marketable you are. And at the end of the day, their employees try to maximize the paycheck. Let's be honest. Oh, for sure. 
I mean, come no, on. for sure. I don't think that's true at all. I, I think that that's. Yes, it is. It's very. I know. True. I think. I think Wyatt, we love. Who do you go after the most on the show? Kyrie Irving, because he has his own opinions, and they're really off the wall. But that's a perfect example. Yeah. Okay. But I'm provide, gonna tell you what. We Kyrie... don't provide any framework for welcoming somebody that has different opinions. Okay, okay, for, that's a bad example because Kyrie Irving <laughs> is super far off the wall. This, but this Kyrie exactly Irving, Kyrie talking. Irving, at the very least, is consistent. I think that like Kyrie, Kyrie, like you know what you're gonna get out of Kyrie Irving. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let it slide. The Russell Wilson, like this is such a dramatic change from what he was before in Seattle, early days change. in Seattle. What is the change? The the way he presents himself, like he had like the slicked back hair that one time when he was wearing <laughs> turtlenecks, and he was like doing, like there was a point where his like celebrity got so like in front of him and he was like wow I'm, I'm kind of a big deal and then now all of a sudden like he he just like the way that he talks and does like these videos and he like is so about himself like he he videos himself like doing the prep work of going through the motions like drew Brees used to do um the doctor put out a video like the same way that the trump administration put out a, a, a statement that said <laughs> Like I've never seen a body recover the way like this before. He was the, his do, his doctor put out a report, and I think he put him up to it. Like Russell Wilson was doing like nineteen hours of <laughs> oh, yeah, recovery work or whatever. Like this is all like super manufactured. Of like, look at Russell Wilson, and I'm I'm just not a fan of it. Do you have I a problem don't, with Tom Brady doing the same thing? No, because Tom Brady's consistent. Oh my God. I don't think I don't think yeah, I would. He does the same exact thing. I don't. But Tom no. Brady's consistent. It's not the same thing. Since Tom Brady left the Pats, I think he's really opened up and he's he seems much more human, like in a good way. I I think. I also it doesn't seem artificial like Russell. It's it's not because I wouldn't hang out with them because I wouldn't hang out with Tom Brady at all. But I don't have a problem with Tom Brady doing the videos as much. I don't have a problem with Odell. I don't have a problem with Jalen Ramsey. I like personality. I like players who are out there. I think Travis Kelsey has a great personality. I think both the Kelsey brothers. But I think that they're at least like their brand is themselves. And I think that Russell Wilson now has gotten to a point where his brand is something that he made up. That's what it is supposed to. You're supposed to dictate your own brand. It should be something you made up. That's called branding, personal branding. Went. <laughs> yeah, I know what branding <laughs> is, but <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to take charge of your own brand, though. And just be somebody that's marketable. I don't yeah, but you can do it without being cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If the video is your main source of being cringeworthy, I'm sorry, that's not his fault. Jared, I listed like four or five examples. The mm. 19 hours of recovery, the like the him doing like his little like his his little like walkthroughs and all that. It's just it's very look at me. Like I don't want more Kawhi's and Tim Duncan's. I'm not I'm not really down for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's I don't know. I don't watch I don't watch for personalities, I don't think. I want to see good football, good basketball, good baseball, whatever. I want to see really talented athletes. And then they can give whatever canned answer they want to in the press conference. Nobody watches those. Until something wrong happens. I mean, I, we've talked about this before, but the NFL is like one of the least personality slash individual driven sports. So yeah. it makes sense. I think the NBA does a good job of, of pushing forward players with personality. And it's at least it's more noticeable, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so he's on. I, this is a video that I'm referring to. <laughs> he's on IR 
and he's running a mock two-minute drill by himself during the pregame warm-ups. He's, cha- he's fake calling and changing plays in the line of scrimmage. And somebody commented on the, this is a tweet. He knows the cameras are there. He loves that the cameras are there. And I agree with it fullheartedly. I think that he's just very aware of everything that's going on. And yeah, I just, I think that he could have just been what he was before when he was in Seattle. He was just a decent, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he does a lot of great things for his community. Just, I he just does. can't hang out with him. <laughs> oh man. Well, you know whose brand isn't artificial? Ours. Hopefully you do that. <laughs> so as always, you know the drill. Please subscribe. Uh, shout us out on social media. Tell all your friends to start listening as well. And as always, be on the lookout for our regular episode release schedule. We will catch you all back here next week. Thanks again for listening.